Hey gang, Shea Coulee here, and today we are catching up with April Wiltner from Cycle 2 of America's Next Top Model and seeing what she has been up to since slaying the catwalk on her season. What has April been up to for the last 16 years? Sit tight, we're gonna spill all the tea right here on Wanna Be On Top. Don't go anywhere. Forever. Are top model fans born or made? Hey, I'm Shay Goulet and welcome to Wanna Be On Top, a podcast where I explore the cultural phenomenon that launched a thousand smizes. As always, I'm joined by insatiable power bottom and top model expert Maxwell Esposito. Hey, Maxwell. Hey, Shay. Um, we have to talk about how surreal it was on Monday to talk with April. I mean, 14-year-old Maxwell is totally dying on the inside. I mean, every t- any time we get a top model on this show, I will probably have a small panic attack. But it was honestly really great to talk to her about that trip to Milan and how it changed our lives. Oh, my goodness. So amazing. And also, you know, just as like another fan, it was just really Wonderful to get to chat with her on Monday. Talk about these iconic episodes that are still so legendary from Milan. And look, I'm 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 ready to get deeper and talk to her some more today. I know she had some good top model secrets, and I have a feeling we'll probably get some more out of her oh, and other guests yeah. in the future. Oh, I'm sure of it. So let's actually get our guest back on the show. I'm so excited to welcome back from Cycle 2 of America's Next Top Model, the one, the only, April Wilkner. Hey, Hello. How's it going? Oh, I'm well. Well, it's so good to be back with you two. Thank you. I mean, okay. So just, uh, I, I just have to say this. I mean, this is an audio medium. Um, but we are on Zoom calls, so, you know, I am able to see you. And I just want our listeners to know that April still looks so unbelievably radiant and gorgeous all these years later. She definitely has drank her water and eaten her vegetables, like, just honestly, just glowing. I literally, when I logged into the Zoom chat, I was like, holy shit. Um, so yes, no, I just, yeah, just had to, you know, you're, you're so much more than your, your outward appearance, but I feel like a lot of times people's outward appearances reflect the beauty that is within. So, you know, I just wanted to say that. Well, thank you, Shay. And I could, I say the exact same back to you. You are glowing from the outside (laughs) in and just, it's really, really an honor and a privilege to be here with you because I really, I look up to you with what you're doing on social media. You use your platform to raise awareness and to speak up about so many important things. And I just, my hat's off to you for that. It's beautiful. It, 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 it's something that I also aspire to and just, you're such a role model for that. So thank you for, for doing that and for welcoming (laughs) me onto your show and being in your kinosphere. (laughs) Yeah. So let's just get back into like your experience, like, post-top model. So, okay, 
It's March 2004. You just finished your time um, with Top Model. What's 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 going on? Were you living back in Miami at this point? Yes. So I went back to Miami that fall. We kind of were all in this weird holding pattern where until they finished and cut the episode and released it, we couldn't tell anyone we'd been on the show, even our closest family members. We certainly Mm -hmm. couldn't go out and try to get representation and we couldn't work in television at all. So we were kind of just sitting tight. I think I baked a lot of cookies, did a lot of art. (laughs) 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 And and just waited until it started airing. Um, But then it was a whirlwind, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, when you went back, had, did you just leave your job at DHL? Was before you like went for the show, where you were just all like, you know what, sayonara, I'm I'm done with this. <laughs> I left. I owe DHL such an apology. I left them so high and dry because we had, <laughs> I think, like 48 hours to from oh, the time wow. we were told to the time we we're on a plane. And the job, the kind of job I had, you give two weeks notice minimum, you know, uh I was in the middle of closing this huge deal. The VP of the region was flying in for it with Garden of Life. And I just, I, I, I did have to, I didn't lie because I'm not a liar, but I told a Uh real half truth. I said, I have to go uh, back North for a job in television uh-huh. And I'd like to be closer to my family for personal reasons or something that would, just, you know, hope, hopefully it makes them go, oh, we can't ask too much. But they were yeah. not, they were not, I had to return the company car. <laughs> I think my coworkers thought I was insane. They were like, yeah. what, where, okay. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you're just like, you show up on a Monday, everything's fine. And like Tuesday, you're like, okay, so by Thursday, I'm going to be gone. Can you say um, just so you guys know, it's been good. It's been good. Hope everyone gets their packages. That's crazy. They didn't give you like more, at least a week to like uproot your life. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, that's really wild. That they really wanted wild. the drama to start immediately. They wanted <laughs> yeah. everything. Yeah. A tornado around it. Like no, no goodbye to loved ones. No telling anyone where you're going. No, it was, it was pretty insane. Insane. They, they were really going for that abandon on the street of New York. Look for real. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it was real. We were really kind of plucked from our lives and dropped into Manhattan. <laughs> yes. And, and so post-show, um, show after the show has finished, um, wrapped airing, um, so what was next for you in your modeling career? So the first thing I did when my episode, like my elimination episode aired, Mm -hmm. is I went straight to LA. The network flew me out for this round of publicity interviews. Like I went on Mm -hmm. live with Ryan Seacrest, Access Hollywood Entertainment Tonight. Uh Uh, They also set me up with a ton of agent meetings. And and I think I shot uh, spread for Stuff Magazine, like hottest girls Uh reality TV or something. (laughs) So all that happened in like that week or two week period. And then I had to make a decision, New York or LA. And pretty quickly I chose New York because I went to school there. I went to NYU. Uh Um, So I set up most of my modeling agency meetings there. Nigel actually set most of those up for me. Oh, right on. Um, Nice. Yeah. We did 
our first test photo shoot at Studio NB. Chrissy, his beautiful wife, did my uh-huh. makeup and hair because she's such a talented artist. Wow. And w- with those photos, I went on my first real post-top model go sees in New York. And I signed with New York Model Management. Corey, the head of the agency, uh, represented me. He was a big top model fan. Um, and he was out to prove he, it was like, he thought it was IMG versus New York models and April versus Joanna kind yeah, of thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so he was great. And I, I made that my base for my modeling career and eventually also turned into broadcasting with, with CoverGirl at CBS.com through top model for the next eight years. Wow. Yeah. When we, when we, um, spoke with Shandy, she had said when she like post show, when she was going out there in search for jobs that she said being a reality, uh, TV personality, um, actually kind of hindered her because a lot of the agencies were like, well, we've seen you on this show, but you should probably stay in the unscripted, um, realm. Did you ever, I mean, you obviously found yourself uh, with an agency, but were there any other situations where you were out there and you felt like people weren't receptive to working with you as a model because they viewed you mostly as a reality television personality? In the modeling industry only, not yeah. acting, not broadcasting, mm-hmm. I 100% agree with Shandy. I'd yeah. say being on reality TV got me my agent because mm-hmm. you have to remember back then I was 23 and yeah. times have changed. But in 2004, being 23 and being a fresh model, mm-hmm. they would laugh you out of any agency. <laughs> They'd be like, okay, okay, grandma, go, go get a lot of degree or something. So I think being on top model got me that representation at New York models management, but in the modeling industry only that's as far as that held any kind of cachet. If anything, like Shandy said, it could hurt you because there was the times have changed. There weren't mm-hmm. high profile celebrities doing reality TV back then. So there was this, mm-hmm. I always remember the rock, right? When he transitioned mm-hmm. from the WWE mm-hmm. to being this global uh, superstar yeah. in film, yeah. he was told the same thing. Oh, you come from this industry that we look down on. And back in 2004, um, both the television and film industry, as well as definitely the modeling industry, they looked down on reality TV. They did. Yeah. And it's so, it's a while now because, you know, being on reality TV now can lead you to being, to getting major modeling contracts and deals with Pepsi and, you yeah. know. <laughs> it's the new the thing. It's, yes. it's totally turned on its head, transformed like a tidal wave. <laughs> Yes, we're all like, Top Model was ahead of its time. Like, it truly was ahead of its time. The industry wasn't even ready for the models that they were unleashing into the world. Um, So what were some of your favorite, like, your first favorite modeling gigs post-show? I think I had the most sort of pinch me beside myself moments when I went overseas to Asia and I, Mm -hmm. and I modeled in Hong Kong because Hong Kong Mm -hmm. is a great market for a top model alum because they air it there. So Elise went there from cycle Uh one and she's like Uh this huge supermodel there. So they, you get off a plane in Hong Kong and you get recognized like immediately and everywhere you go and they don't look (laughs) down on it, you know? Um, So I was able to book double the rate 
for every job because there's like this cachet that came with it. And uh, you work every day there and runway is huge. So you're in these elaborate Valentino, you know, in Macau walking uh-huh. down a stairwell with these yeah. designer gowns. Um, those are some of my favorite modeling memories. Yeah, that sure. sounds uh, the fantasy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, just um, being abroad. Yeah, I, I, I've never because I've never had the um opportunity to go to Italy. Haven't been. Um, haven't been to Asia at all. And I'm like definitely looking forward to being able to travel and go into some of those markets and experience the culture, mostly the food, because um Italian and Asian cuisines like those are those are like two of my top. So yeah, I'm definitely there for um, all the good, all the good eats. Well, hit me up if you're ever going to Japan, I can give you all the intel. Oh my God, please. That's actually one of the first places that I want to go because my dad was um, stationed in Okinawa um, when he was like in his twenties. So then um, growing up uh, in the eighties, like our house was like all Japanese furniture. So it was all like black lacquer, like really low to the ground. And then our our neighbors across the street, uh, they were from Shanghai, the Fangs, and they had a, a Chinese restaurant that we ate at like every single Sunday after church. Um, so yeah, no, I just have such fond memories. <laughs> and so I'm just like, and also because we grew up eating at their restaurant so much, um, Asian food is definitely one of my comfort foods. And that was like one of the things that uh, myself and Kim Chi from season eight of Drag Race, we were always like going and, you know, just having all the, see, now I'm like talking about food. I'm getting hungry. It's the best comfort um, food. Oh, as I soon know. as, if I feel like I'm running down with a cold, or even if I just mentally don't feel great, I'm like, uh-huh. udon noodle soup. I go right back to my mom's udon tempura noodle soup. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, I actually, um, we do um, one of the, it's, we just started it during the pandemic, but we have um, Noodle Wednesday where either we have like pasta or some type of noodles. And um, last night we had a pho and it was really good. I hadn't had pho in so long. It was mm-hmm. just so great. <laughs> yeah, they have, they have good pho in Woodland Hills. <laughs> yes. Okay, back to you now that we've okay. spent like a good two minutes <laughs> talking about food. So now you have come back to, to visit Top Models since leaving. And you came back and did an interview challenge with the girls in Cycle 8 and Cycle 10. Um, what was it like going back and teaching a lesson to the contestants as an alum? It was surreal. I think that was actually one of the more defining moments of everything coming full circle as far mm. as top model and really getting to appreciate what a launching springboard the show was for me. Um, uh-huh. I, I flew in from Hong Kong to film for Cycle 8 because I was living wow. there modeling and the producers called me. They thought I was just in LA or New York or something. <laughs> once they heard I was in Hong Kong, they kind of backpedaled. Oh, like, well, you're not going to you're not gonna come all the way back from Hong Kong just to do this. And I said, no, yes, I, I will bend over backwards to make this happen. This, this is something I'm really, it would uh-huh. be so meaningful. Um, mm-hmm. So I got on a plane flew in and it was great for two reasons. Number one, it showed me how much I had learned because you don't, you don't like clock, you know, like Shay, you don't, you've probably never made a list of everything you've learned about putting on this beautiful drag production. Mm -hmm. But if you actually Mm -hmm. sat down and were trying to teach someone else how to do it, Uh you would appreciate all of the knowledge that you have gained, right? Yeah, 100%. 
So it was an opportunity to do that, to meet the current girls and to see, you know, that they did grow up watching us before them. Um, Mm -hmm. That was meaningful. And uh, it also made me appreciate our cycle for its realness and rawness because Mm -hmm. cycle eight, they were a little, we shot stuff out of order and it was a little more staged and the energy was a little lower in the house. Like it, we didn't have that in our cycle. So it gave me a deeper appreciation for kind of being one of the OGs Yeah, (laughs) Uh having that energy infused in our house as well. Well, I'm sure it was super validating to just to be invited back, like to be like, oh, you're going to be, I'm going to be teaching them. Okay. I I, I can handle that. Yeah. Yeah. It it felt like a pat on the back that the franchise saw me Mm -hmm. as a successful alum because of my correspondent work and my acting uh, work. It was, it definitely was, it was validating, you know? Um, I also, there was, um, I remember too, there was a moment when I first started learning um, how to sew. Um, like when I was like a senior in high school and because um, like Project Runway had started airing at that point and I was just like, wow, I'm really interested in fashion and, you know, all these things. And I remember um, being at Vogue Fabrics and going through um, the patterns and there was a pattern that had that you modeled one of the dresses for the yes, patterns. And yes. I was like, <gasps> I was like flipping through the book and I was like, it's April. Yeah. Like, it's April. You Those know? are so. bread and butter jobs for me. New York models. That's one of the first because, you know, they want you to go for the big campaigns. Corey exactly. was pushing for that. Uh-huh. But he's like, we just want to get you out there and working. Uh-huh. And when you're living in New York, that's what a lot of the girls do just to pay the rent. Talk about sex. Yeah. There's so much uh, <laughs> stuff that they shoot for Vogue. So, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think it's in Joanne uh- Fabrics, too. I'm like, oh, yes. there you <laughs> You're like, work! Yeah. It's like, look, those, look, gotta love those good bread and butter gigs because I, I know a lot of people um always tend to want to think about like the most like glamorous types of like gigs but i will say like especially during this pandemic the one thing that was really helping me pay the bills was doing virtual drag queen bingo okay and that may not be the most glamorous thing but like that was the bread and butter we loved it yes yes i I love bingo first of all we are going to take a quick break but when we come back we are going to continue chatting with april we'll be back All right, we are here and we are still chatting with april from cycle two of america's next top model and I have to ask April, because you're obviously one of my faves, all stars. Were you considered, did, were you um, approached about doing the all stars season um, for Top Model? They did call me. I believe I was always pretty much for a straight decade when I was in New York, um, when I wasn't working overseas, I was always under contract with someone for hosting work. The acting mm-hmm. jobs were more, you know, you you do the job, yeah. you, you film those handful of days. But hosting, I was working for CoverGirl for a straight five years. Then from that segued into CBS Sportsline, then mm-hmm. went into the work uh, with the New York Knicks and Rangers. So mm-hmm. to film that, uh, number one, I'm sure I'm not the first girl to say it, it does not pay. 
well yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they're asking a pretty large commitment of time from time. you. Um, so for me personally, it would involve walking away from my <laughs> my hosting yeah. clients to make uh-huh. no money, yeah. to essentially gain exposure. Um, uh-huh. So it just, it wasn't the right fit for me yeah. at that time. Yeah, yeah, no, and it, it, no, it definitely, that definitely makes sense. And uh, you were missed. I know when the uh, announcement came out, I mean, as a business person, as an entertainer now, definitely understand why. Um, <laughs> but as a fan, I was just I'm like, no, it's like, where's April? But yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I wish that they would have um, offered y'all a nice competitive fee so we could have got you know, the girls the girls that were out there really working, doing the, the, the gig, doing the modeling would actually have like incentive to come back and give the fans, you know, the fantasy. Why'd you do that, Tyra? Did you ever go back and do the Tyra show? I did a few times, actually. Um, yeah. I came on to do a reunion show. Uh-huh. Uh, where we just talked about our cycle. And yeah. then I came on to do, she had something called the Fiercey Awards where we were all yeah. wearing gowns. And I remember Tyra's yes. personal makeup artist did my makeup that day. I was so yes. lucky. Uh, Sasha was there, Carrie D. And we all presented these awards. And we also were all given kind of like a, it's, it felt like a top model challenge where we were given a product that I'm sure they were paid to promote and we did a demo uh-huh. for it. And I, I had like, I had like, peel uh peel on and peel off nails or something (laughs) yeah so i did it a cup two maybe three times i went on her talk show and that's when i was hosting for cover girl still and i remember we were all lined up in the front row and the cameras were off and tyra was on stage and i had this moment where i felt really seen by her and she she said april how's how's the cover girl hosting gig going i love you in egypt hosting that i really was happy that you know you were cast and i was like oh thanks tyra (laughs) (laughs) i still get a little uh just like the hairs stick in the back of my neck that Uh she knew what was going on with me and that she'd been watching the show and um i remember that moment when i was sitting at the tyra show yeah yeah. And what's your um, relationship with uh, Tyra like now? I have not seen Tyra in a long time. I, mm-hmm. I will say this for years, years, at least five after the show, I would get a handwritten birthday card from her. Talk about that. Aww. Yeah. And, and would also send one back. Um, and we, I was actually, I was kind of got hit by a car pretty quickly after our season aired. I'm fine. It, it took, like, it took, like it, literally, it like, like actually, like yeah. that. Me, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. I was like, it wait, was metaphorically hit by a car because yeah. stardom or what? <laughs> actually, yeah. actually hit by a car. Um, I was leaving New York Models Management. I had just signed my contract with them. I was headed to my first test shoot, and I got mowed down on Broadway. Wow. And yeah, it took me out. It took me out for almost. A year of wow. really being able to go at it uh, full steam, and I took the time to uh, enroll in acting school, and then I came uh-huh. back swinging. You know, yeah. but I, 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 I bring the story up to say she was on the phone with me when I was in the ambulance on the way to the ER. So she caught wind. I think I was supposed to meet up with Mercedes and Sarah for lunch, and so they found out that I'd been struck, and somehow it got back to. Ken Mock and Tyra, and she called uh-huh. me personally. So she was very 
available, involved. She set mm-hmm. me up with a few meetings in LA with personal friends of hers too. Um, mm-hmm. Back in the day, I I think it's yeah. she's got hundreds of us now, right? So, yeah, you so, know. So we've lost touch. I don't think you know, no no ill will, but her yeah, her, ba- exactly. her baby garden has grown tremendously. Back then, she only yeah. had two cycles. It's a little easier to keep us on speed uh-huh. dial. Uh Uh-huh. Absolutely. But it's nice uh, to hear that you did have that experience because I think especially as time went on, we do learn that not everybody had as kind of an experience with you. So it's nice to know that you did because we love Tyra here. So we only want to hear the best things about her. So Absolutely. And I think it's always great, you know, amongst all the stories that we may hear, but to hear um, people's real life experiences um, and hear that they had positive ones because I know, you know, with drag race, there are so many things that people have said, you know, about their experiences with RuPaul, but mine have always been just so unbelievably um, positive. Now RuPaul has never called me on the phone, but you know, um, I'll, I'll, I'll email him my number just in case he ever wants to pick up and call me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Last week, uh, April, we kikied with my girl Monet Change about how well you did in both the music video and the acting challenge. Now, was acting and commercial modeling more of a plan like post show, or did you also have like aspirations to do acting prior to um, competing in America's Next Top Model? I think. I had like the seed of the dream of maybe being an actress one day um, mm-hmm. because I grew up watching films. Film is a huge part of my family. We that's how yeah. we connect. That's how mm-hmm. we 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 bond. Um, yeah. But I I think I thought oh I'll be a director producer. I never really thought of myself as an actress until the acting challenge, mm-hmm. and that opened up this whole world of the this art form that I knew nothing uh-huh. about, just like modeling. Yeah. I knew nothing about modeling. I knew nothing about acting. Yeah. I never take an acting class. And then I was hooked. Then mm-hmm. the bug bit me and I wanted to do all of it. Post-show, I wanted to be a successful international high fashion and commercial model and work mm-hmm. in broadcasting and be an actress. Absolutely. Because you deserve it all. Um, (laughs) you're welcome. Uh, now I know you did, um, some daytime stuff, uh, like extra and access Hollywood. Um, do you have any favorite or memorable interviews from your time there? Well, you know, it's interesting. Obviously I've been interviewed and then I've interviewed a lot of Mm -hmm. people in the last Mm -hmm. By far the most iconic moment of my entire broadcasting career happened. I wasn't even on camera. I was interviewing. Mm-hmm. So I, there's something mm-hmm. you do um, if you're working a huge event. If you're an on-camera host, you can also be a field producer where you're basically uh-huh. fielding questions and you're interviewing, but it's it's more about your subject. So I worked uh-huh. for Victoria's Secret for five years for their big annual runway show. Mm -hmm. I did some on-camera stuff, social media correspondent, but this particular year I was on the pink carpet grabbing celebrities. Nigel came through. I interviewed him. Mm -hmm. Rihanna was performing that year. Diamonds. Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. She came came whipping down the pink carpet. No, no interviews, no interviews. Everybody was there. Access Hollywood Entertainment Tonight, local news. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, hundreds of people behind the velvet rope. But because I was in-house media, Victoria's Secret, she she had to stop for us. They said, Uh no, Rihanna, Victoria's Secret. Oh, 
She spins around. She comes straight up. And I go, hi, Rihanna. How are you? She goes, I'm good. How Eight, you were on America's Next Top Model. This is all yes. on camera. And I'm like, oh, like <laughs> my heart jumps into my throat. I forget my questions. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. All the blood drains to my feet. And I'm like, like, and she goes, yes, girl, you worked it. Those lips. I will never forget. You are so fierce. And I just like mic, mic drop. <laughs> Quit your job. Just like, I'm yeah. going in with Rihanna. We're friends. Yeah. I was like, you know what? F this gig. I'm going to walk on that runway tonight, you know? Yes. Um, oh my God. That moment. And then we went into our interview and she walked away and it was just, oh, that was by far the most phenomenal memory I have of working on camera as a host. And anyway, to have that moment with Rihanna. Wow. I love that, like, the peaks of both of our careers are having moments with Rihanna. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Savage! Oh, my God. She's I so, saw that. She's yes. so relatable. And I love what a fan she is of reality television. And Rih- Rihanna knows. She knows. She knows the girls. She knows the contestants. And she does not hesitate to give somebody their props and their flowers. And, yeah, no. She's sickening. She's absolutely sickening. It was really humbling and just... <laughs> you were like oh yes Um, I felt like that moment for me was like I I, I can't speak for you but the moment when Naomi Campbell retweeted you or tweeted you oh my god yes it was very that you're just like you feel seen yeah you go oh people are watching this show yes (laughs) you're like they know I exist that's amazing (laughs) yes people I put here in my childhood oh my god memory actually know I exist exactly they know I exactly that's enough wow Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're like and the next thing I know I could be breathing the same air as them if I'm lucky yeah yeah oh what a Um, moment so now you went on to do some pretty fun acting gigs now you were on the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and I have to know, as a huge fan of that show as well, what was it like working on that show? That was phenomenal. That was the last acting job I worked right before moving to L.A. And even though it was, you know, like a, a smaller part, I was on set for five days because there were it was like shot over two different days in the episode. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It was Martin Short, Ellie Kemper. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Titus Burgess and Carol Kane. Yes. I'm looking at the call sheet that day and I'm uh-huh. just, I'm taking a picture like my name is below these icons yes. and yes. Tina Fey was directing on set. Um, yeah. oh, it was phenomenal. I mean, I, I idolize these people. I grew up watching, you know, their yeah. work and uh, Ellie, when we filmed the show hadn't come out yet. It wasn't even a Netflix mm-hmm. show. I think it was a network show at the time. So mm-hmm. they were quite delayed in releasing it. She sat next to me on set. We must have talked, I kid you not, for a straight hour. She was so down-to-earth, personable, Mm -hmm. friendly. She had uh, recently been to my hometown where I'm from, Providence. We were chatting all about, oh, Uh my God, you went to Three Sisters Bakery. Yes. I just thought this is an actress who really deserves success because she is grounded and real Mm -hmm. and just had no, no filter. 
She was yeah. really genuine and it was, because oh, acting experiences can go either way. And that was a really lovely one. Uh, on yes. them. Yeah. Saying prior to getting into acting, you had thought about, you know, doing um, work in production. Now, so here we are creating digital content, you know, and I know that you and Mercedes do your throwback Thursday time, which is honestly so adorable. Oh, thank <laughs> you. you. Our COVID baby. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, like, look, it's just all like, it, like, COVID has really taught us how to be able to, like, produce things digitally and virtually when we weren't really doing that before. Right. So, you know, the, that's one major takeaway that we can get from this whole experience, as well as washing our hands more frequently. So, um, can you tell everyone, um, all of our listeners, what the show is about? Sure. So Throwback Thursday Time is a 12-episode series revisiting the iconic early 2000s with some of our favorite people. Mercedes and I came up with this little baby in a Starbucks one afternoon, <laughs> sipping on our lattes with notebooks saying, we spend so much time together. We love each other. We feed uh -huh. off each other's energy so much. And we love talking to people and learning from their experience. How can we mm -hmm. turn this into something that we can yes. share with people? So yes. pre-COVID, we were like scouting studio locations. We were going to do it live or maybe mm -hmm. release it. Um, and then COVID happened and we switched the format and said, let's do this on Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. And we we remember the early 2000s for the trends, the fashion, the television. Mm -hmm. And so we mm -hmm. wanted to make sure our guests Number one, we're old enough to have decent, somewhat grown-up memories yes. from that time. They share a throwback photo with us that we break down for style and moment in mm -hmm. time. And then mm -hmm. we play games. It's more of like a five after five o'clock type of show. Like it's okay to be a little tipsy to bring your party hat. Uh -huh. um, and then we and then we work our way back from that moment in time to where they are now and the lessons they learned and um it's really just festive and fun. We have had a lot of top model alumni, Nigel, Shandy, yes. Janasha, yes. Um, as well as some wonderful, very accomplished actors like Charles Michael Davis and mm -hmm. uh, Tom Lank, the Instagram superstar who does the yes. uh, recreations. <laughs> oh. Yes. Yeah. And just also we, we choose our guests based on people who we think they're a voice that is really important to be heard right now and and to make sure that we're using our platform to really elevate awareness for things mm -hmm. that need to be heard as well. So it's mm -hmm. not just top model. It's, it's fun, um, but we try to infuse a little bit of heart into everything we do there too. Yes. Now, can we expect any more collabs with you and Mercedes? Because honestly, we need more of them in our lives. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Mercedes. I mean, for us, that was just the beginning. So yeah. we're constantly trying to think, I know she, I, I am uh, hugely dedicated to and passionate about raising awareness for mental health issues and suicide prevention. She's equally passionate about uh, raising awareness for lupus and being a, mm -hmm. a healthcare advocate. So yeah. her and I are both sort of focusing on those things and we're in the wet clay stages of figuring out what can we do next? So yes. there will always be more coming from us. Oh, we can not wait. We are going to take a break. And when we come back, we are going to play, what are you wearing? We'll be right back.
All right, we are back. In April, here at Wanna Be On Top, we like to play this game called What Are You Wearing? How this works is we're going to give you a scenario and you're allowed to pull anything you want from the pages of Vogue magazine to the clearance bin at Goodwill to imaginary pieces that you see in your mind, all to create an iconic look for this hypothetical scenario. Are you ready for this challenge? I think so. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. Yeah. Okay, I can do this. I'll hold my alpaca. Yeah, so cute. <laughs> so, the White House is throwing a massive star-studded 4th of July barbecue bash, and they have asked you to be the main correspondent for the lavish red carpet pre-show affair. You will be interviewing all of the guests for the White House TikTok live stream. The guests you will be interviewing range from pop stars to global humanitarians and first ladies. April, what are you wearing? This one is actually easy. Tom Ford, a white pantsuit, maybe depending on the weather with a slight cape sleeve. I'm thinking yeah. Kate, Kate Blanchett type of yes 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 yeah i'm familiar i'm following i love that my hair my hair is slicked back in Mm, a nice okay very formal so that i can have a radiant pair of maybe piaget emerald earrings (laughs) yes and a killer heel who is my heel hmm I love it because you're so, yes, we love, yes. Okay. See, I'm seeing like the Valentino kind of like Roman stud, little like pointed, little Mm. kind of moment, very classic. Just a peek outside the pants. Yes. 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 I actually like that. That is a really, really good choice. We love a good pantsuit with a cape. And uh, I love how detailed you were. You know, most people don't (laughs) even think about designers. They're just all like, I was going to wear some clothes. <laughs> they didn't think about jewelry. We have to like ask the questions. We're like, hair, jewels. I mean, you nailed it. Shay, what are you going to wear? If you are, you know, you're going to be a guest, a performer at the White House oh, barbecue. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. So I'm walking this, this, this red carpet moment. I'm going to, uh, because this is full fantasy, I'm going to pull out all the stops because I've never been invited to the White House before. Um, I'm going to go back in the archives and get the denim dress that Britney Spears wore to the VMAs with Justin Timberlake, and that would just be my little moment, you know. know Very American. I know the dress. That see that dress would make it onto Throwback Thursday time. Mm Yeah, that dress actually shouldn't really make it anywhere again. But I'm really glad you are bringing it back. I think that's really great. It's camp, baby. It's camp. Like you, like I, I feel like coming down in a denim gown would be what would be expected of a drag queen on the red carpet for this event. Her and Justin Timberlake in that iconic photo moment, they were like figure skater pairs matching. Do you know what I mean? Wow, very that. Very that. <laughs> for an award show, though. Like yes. that was the issue. Yes. It's like they weren't or, skating or doing yes. any competitive. No anything no or i should say japanese family matching so shay you haven't yet been to japan but you will you will find when you go the japanese family they dress like something out of a 1950s 
uh, catalog where everything uh, is, or or like an airline employee, uh-huh. <laughs> the yes. scarf, this woman's scarf will match the husband's tie, will match the kids' shirts, type of like. You know what? I like that because I feel like um, if I had a family, if I had like children, I do feel like I would lose them. And knowing that they're wearing a similar pattern, yeah, for real, I'd be like, aha, they've got my scarf. <laughs> that's mine. <laughs> Where is that Burberry pattern? Oh, there it is. Right. Oh, that's my kid. <laughs> right. Still grab the wrong kid anyway. You're like, oops, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I guess this is a really popular pattern this year. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> April, who would you be most excited to interview at this event? Because, I mean, there's all sorts of people, pop stars, humanitarians, first ladies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this is easy. I would imagine if it's a White House dinner. I guess in my mind, Obama's always in the White House, even though I yes. <laughs> Well, this is so your my, fantasy. Right. In my fantasy, it's the Obama years. And so, of course, Oprah is coming. Oh, She's got to come. And I, I was once in the same room with Oprah. And I just, uh-huh. the, to breathe the same air, I think she might have looked in my general direction. And it was just magic. So to interview her... <laughs> And in my in my fantasy, she um, walks up to you and has the same reaction as Rihanna. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> She's like, I wait, I, I know you. I <laughs> would. <laughs> I would die. I yes. would. I, I mean, I thought I died and went to heaven when that happened with Rihanna with Oprah. It would. It would be like a deeper guttural. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, seeing oh my gosh. Seeing Oprah in person is kind of a like a, a very overwhelming moment in general. I just saw her perf- do her Michigan Avenue thing when she closed down Michigan Avenue and she was like miles away from me. And I still was like, damn, that's Oprah. It's like, that is crazy. <laughs> She's a big deal. I mean, a big enough deal that I remember, I think after our cycle aired, Tyra went on her show. She interviewed mm-hmm. her. And mm-hmm. in the like pre-show, Tyra's about to come out photo medley to hype up her appearance uh-huh. they for a hot minute showed my milan photo shoot photo and just that i said oh, i was just on oprah oh my God. <laughs> yeah. i can say i've been on the oprah winfrey show i can die yeah. <laughs> was it after oh was it after the tv guide shandy sent me this the tv yes, guide i have and- that too yes oh it was God, after that the archives. Yep. That came out while we were still airing our episode that Oprah was after our season ended. Yeah. Your Milan yeah. photo shoot is in here. Actually. Also in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking I, so fierce. So gorgeous. I've got this dust, laid oh, out. oh my God. I have a dusty box in my garage filled with all the magazines that ha- uh, had articles with us when uh-huh. it came out. Because it was, that's when you just, for me, because I'd never modeled before. I'd never been in the pages of a magazine. When when I would walk into, I was flying back from LA uh, from the press tour we did here. And I was just bored in the airport. And I picked up a magazine and flipped through. And I was on their like fashion <laughs> don't list next to Charlize Theron for the no! outfit for the outfit they made me wear to the finale party. It was not my choice. Wow. But I didn't care. I was like, oh my God, I'm in a don't list for a magazine. Like I, I've never even been in a magazine. So I grew up reading magazines, you know, and seeing yeah. Tyra and Nikki Taylor mm-hmm. and Cindy Crawford and um it just, it still wasn't real. It, it yeah. didn't make sense to me that me and these girls that I was, you know, 
friends with in New York were now uh-huh. on these pages. So I kept all of that stuff. Absolutely. I mean, I would too, you know, just for the archives, for the memories. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even screenshots of articles mean so much. Oh, well. <laughs> um, April, thank you so, so, so much for coming by and chatting with us again today. It has really been amazing to get to talk with you. And please, once again, tell everybody where they can find you online. Absolutely. I have a website. You can go to aprilwilkner.com. You can find all of my reps, my hosting reel, acting reel, links to my Instagram, uh, which is just April Wilkner, my name, and my YouTube channel, which is a lot of my hosting videos that I've done over the years, uh, some makeover segments and a lot of sports line and New York Rangers stuff, as well as some fashion tips for Macy's. Uh, and those are really the best places to find me, aprilwilkner.com and my Instagram at April Wilkner. Wonderful. Thank you all so much for listening. And if you have any top model facts or questions for me and Maxwell, our guests, or you just want to say hi, you can send us an email to beontoppod at gmail.com. Remember to hit subscribe to Wanna Be On Top wherever you listen and make sure to rate and review the show. It helps us grow. I'm Shay Coulet. And I'm Maxwell Esposito. And as always, the question remains, Wanna Wanna Be be On on top? Top? Wanna Be On Top is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model or any of the show's creators, producers, or distributors. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, audio, and video clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders. Forever. To listen to Wanna Be On Top? Ad-free and Monday early. Sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Make sure to follow at Forever Dog Team and at Mom Podcasts on social and rate and review Wanna Be On Top? Five stars on Apple Podcasts. Yes, bitch. I said five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wanna Be On Top is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Shea Coulee. Produced by Maxwell Esposito. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Big Dipper, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. 